Fast Thoughts, Fast Thoughts. I'm Adam Daniel Mazay. Wind started to whip up just like that. Tempestuous, storm-like conditions. Right here, where I'm located. At the center of the known universe. Otherwise known as Toronto. I hope it's not storming where you are. But given the conditions on the rest of the planet, I think it is. So I hope you had a great weekend, my friends. I hope you had a chance to get your daily dose of ADM blog. And if you missed some of the previous episodes, of course, you can go into the archives. On all the usual suspects, you can always find whatever you need. The center of the known universe.com. Center spelled in the rational, normal way, not the R-E. Arretado way. You know what I'm trying to say. In any event, so my friends, today is day 22. Day 22 of the 50-day count. And it is the harmony of loving kindness with endurance. We're starting the endurance week. So loving kindness within endurance. You following the pattern? Loving kindness within endurance. What does this mean? If you have an enduring attitude towards a specific goal or a specific objective, do you pursue it doggedly? But in your dogged, determined pursuit to achieve what you set out to do, sometimes you can be very insensitive, callous, a little bit harsh, perhaps even a bit minatory. You're not doing things from a base of compassion obviously, and love, which can be sensed by the average walking water bottle of biochemical reactions, otherwise known as human beings. It can be sensed very intimately by them. If you do things nose to the grindstone hammering away, if you do things, like I said, with sharp determination, it doesn't come off as though the endurance is coming from a good place. And it could rub people the wrong way, it could turn people off. It could send them, you know, in the opposite direction. And that's not the goal of trying to be very dedicated and reliant on a specific objective. You can alienate people. That's not what endurance is designed to do. Check yourself. Check how you go about doing things. Um, Are you doing things that can lead to a stronger foundation. If you chase a specific goal, can you bring other people on side? Can you open the circle? Can you invite more people in? Can you make it more universal? Or is it something that you do alone? Is it a selfish, self-centered, self-aggrandizing, self-referential pursuit as begins to spit and rain a little bit? Hopefully this doesn't get bad. Is it that kind of thing? You know, you have to really examine this type of situation. So, loving-kindness and endurance, the blend, and we can concentrate today on how we approach our goals. Do we hammer them hard, or do we hammer them and invite other people into the process? Can you be mercenary about how you chase down goals? I mean, I notice it especially in my industry in entertainment. People can be extremely mercenary, extremely cutting, extremely vindictive. In a zero-sum game, dog-eat-dog world, what we call, you know, a very finite resource where one gets picked or several get picked and the others don't, it can become a little bit, you know, like I said, it can become a little bit sort of robber barony 
you know, people can get very, very acquisitive, aggressive. And maybe one more word for you just for the mix. They can get, um, yes, I can't think of one right off the top of my head. So and that's what we need to concentrate. Avaricious, that's the word I wanted to say. Thank you. Thank you, ADM. Avaricious. You know, I have an opportunity in my peripatetic meanderings to have conversations with other people in other parts of the country. And Canada is a massive beast of a country. I think it's the second biggest country behind the Russian Federation. And so we have six and a half time zones. Why a half? Newfoundland is one half hour ahead of Atlantic, which means it's one and a half hours ahead of the center of the known universe. And it's the first landmass that gets sort of the sun in North America, which was why it was a great base for the Americans during the Second World War and why it was a great meeting place for the British and the Americans during the Second World War because it stuck out like a promontory. I mean, they could have met on Iceland as well, but since Newfoundland was British territory, it was a... um, um, it was a, what would they call that? I guess they'd call it a protectorate of the British Empire. Responsible government? No, they, they, had, they didn't have that yet. Anyway, I digress. So I have an opportunity to discuss with other people, and the situation there isn't as harsh. I mean, I talk with my friends in the Maritimes, um, in Atlantic Canada, and they're describing to me that they don't have lockdowns. They're going about their business, going to the gyms. They're going to the bars and the restaurants. They're actually working. They're going out there. They're bumping uglies. Everybody's sort of hugging and kissing and touching each other. Yes, face diapers. Yes, maybe you have to sort of establish the the tables and chairs within the restaurants, you know, at a six feet distance and everything else. Everybody sort of maybe going through the motions, doing the COVID theater as, as such. Um, but it's not as ridiculous as they have it in the two large provinces, in the Ontarios and the Quebecs. Who would have thunk, again, who would have thunk that the Commonwealth countries, the Australias, the New Zealands, the Canadas, would go, as the expression is, would go extremely full retard when it came to lockdown procedures. The lust, the love, the, 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 the smackdown, the suplex, um, the, the, the adoration of the harshness of it all. And again, power to people that protested in the police association the various police associations that refuse to enforce the government's search and seizure or search and stop or stop and card or stop and produce uh, orders. You know, you can stop you and ask you where you're going. And if you're not going in a good place, they can fine you 750 Canadian dollars, which is approximately, what is that, 520 bucks US. So anyway, um, other people in other parts of the country aren't doing this. And other places in other parts of the world aren't doing this. And again, it's not about the case counts. It's about the deaths. It's about how many people die, not how many people have 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 antibody, COVID antibodies and or false positives and or the iteration. There's the sun. See, right when we're getting into the good stuff, the iterative process, the PCR test that is constantly pumped out. And if you run it through enough cycles, you will eventually get a positive test. The cases don't matter. The deaths do. Then you have to think about the knock-on effects, the collateral damage, as it's called. People not able to go for their surgeries. People not able to go for routine hospitalizations. People not able to look into their various ailments and the things that ail them. Their diabetes, their heart conditions, their various aches and pains, their joints that are wonky, the things that are not working right. If their who's what's it is not sort of like, um, if the hose is not working properly, you know, if people can't 
do the things that most people consider to be basic activities. Um, uh, uh, ectation, flatulation, ex excretion, things of that nature. I promise I wouldn't swear on this vlog again. So I have to use all of the technical terminologies, being the sesquipedalian that I am. But again, that's not really important here. <clears throat> and all of the other things that are happening. And in places like Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, or what they call the Atlantic Bubble, as I'm coming to learn, um, and PEI, Prince Edward Island, and maybe Newfoundland as well in that mix. So it's just interesting to see the differences. The deaths are what count, not the cases. The deaths, you need to focus on the deaths. And the death rates in Canada, unfortunately, do not justify lockdown conditions. They might justify additional um, health measures that require a heightened degree of vigilancia, uh, of vigilance. They might require a higher degree of caution. Again, face diaper, you know, six feet apart, all that yakety yak, you know, st stick your, your pecker in a glory hole type scenario, kiss your partner with a mask on. I'm just kidding, don't do any of that stuff. But bump uglies the regular way, horizontal, vertical, and diagonal lumbadas in the right way. Um, you know, don't, don't, don't be getting all innovative and inventive when it, when it, when it, when it comes to, to uh, being shagalicious. So, none of the numbers in the death, in the, the death count in Canada does not justify lockdowns of the economy, evisceration of the economy, destruction of the middle class, um, sh shutdown, slam downs of businesses, and the increasing amping up and turning up the dial to 11 of the, of the, of the, of the, uh, the resentment and the vitriol and the bile that is being spewed projectile-like towards law enforcement, towards the various police services around Canada, especially TPS, Toronto Police Service, SPVM, um, uh, Société de Police de Ville de Remont... Sorry, let's do it again. La Société de Police de la Ville de Montréal, the SPVM, um, or the CPS, the Calgary Police Service, that um, just hearkening back to the treatment of Ocean Weisblatt on the ice surface by those two entirely way, way hopped up gung-ho gung um, female cops that tried to tase him because he wouldn't come over to them on his skates, which is just, if you don't know about that, just have a little jiggle of that and you can you can find it on the jiggle, on the jiggle box, on the jiggle machine. So, the deaths in Canada do not justify lockdown conditions. I would go so far as to say and it's clearly seen by some of the very enlightened states like Texas, South Dakota, Florida, and others that are going to be joining the Jamboree, you don't need to destroy your economy. You choose your risk level. If you want to wear the face diaper and you want to stand apart from people, you can do that. If you want to stay home, you can do that. If you don't want to go to restaurants, you can do that. If you want curbside pickup or online shopping, you can do that. If you want takeout as opposed to sitting in the restaurant, you can do that. If you want to cook your own food at home, you can do that. If you don't want, if you don't want a sport shag, you don't have to do that. You know, you, you do what you want to do. And you can see these various states are thriving and doing well and getting back to a modicum of recovery, not continuing to drag their feet. And then have, I mean, in our case here in Ontario, a highly obese premier who continues to stuff his yob with food, whereas he could probably be more inspirational to his, um, to the electorate, to the people that put him into power and to the people that didn't vote for him that he represents anyway. He could probably do a hell of a lot more for the obesity crisis by daily vlogging 
his various attempts to try to lose that spare middle tire and that La Panza in which he can't see his whole his whole little Mickey Mouse, um, uh, you know, whatever, the, the, the mini wiener. He could probably do all of that and then knock off that belly and think about how many people would be inspired to follow his example, you know, reduce some of the jowls. It's not like the babe, the Bambino, the Sultan of Swat, the Maharaja of Mesh. It's not like Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth was top heavy. He had skinny legs and he could run and shag flies in the outfield. For the, uh, for the early 20s Yankees, even though he was a pitcher, by the way, he was acquired from the Boston Red Sox as a pitcher, and he played in the outfield. He played left, he played, he played, he played right, he was pretty fast, and he had a good arm. Obviously, he had a cannon from the outfield as well. Doug Ford is not a Babe Ruth. Doug Ford is just fat. He's fat. He's very fat. He's in very bad shape. Him, Jason Kenney, who's the other fat one? in, in the, Nahid Nenshi, the former, or the soon-to-be former mayor of Calgary. Any other fatsos in Canada? Yeah, those fat, those, those fat suckers need to really do, some, do something constructive health-wise, not continue to finger wag and to um, excoriate and scold us, to upbraid us, hector us, and to send us Jeremiah's, Philippics, and bromides about exactly what's going on in terms of what we're doing to contribute to the spread of La Vida Corona. They have to do things for themselves instead of telling us what we're doing wrong. It's high time all these things stop. And there were enlightened jurisdictions in the rest of the country, like I said, especially in what's known as the Atlantic bubble. They don't want our Ontario Quebec cooties, especially Quebec cooties. They don't want cooties in Atlantic Canada. They want to be able to do what they do best. And what do people in the Maritimes do best? They screw, they drink, and they make merriment. And they're on boats and they fish. I'm just kidding. But they're excellent people out there, the people from the Maritimes. They're excellent, excellent, excellent Canadians. And original Canadians at that, by the way, especially our friends in Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. They're part of the original four, the original four provinces, constituent provinces of Canada. In any event, enough with the lockdowns. And you can just see it's starting to crescendo. It's starting to rumble across the landscape. People are getting sort of more sort of outspoken and they're doing things to shatter the you know the shackles to um to 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 break through and there's a lot of cops that are turning over from the dark side to the light so it's starting to happen so you know everybody needs to come on board release the pressure expunge the fear stop listening to the mainstream sources that pump you up with all sorts of yakety yak and claptrap duck speak all kinds of propaganda stop watching especially canadians you yatzes stop watching cnn that rubbish garbage schmutta channel that you can wipe the floor with your stains from various other spills and other sorts of unseemly accidents stop listening to the mainstream channels i'm telling you you're doing yourself a disservice by continuing to expose yourself to that idea pathogens Think about that kind of thing. That's the real idea pathogen, not the stuff that they're telling you you have to worry about. If you step outside and you take one breath, you're going to walk away like the walking walking dead. You're going to walk around like, you know, like zombies. It doesn't work like that. Anyway, my friends, there are enlightened jurisdictions. And one more final comment. Canada is so massive. We are so different culturally. One province from the next. I don't know why the thing stays together. It doesn't really belong together. It kind of belongs to like separate little sovereign almost state-like jurisdictions that are able to dictate the score for their own citizens. But I digress. That's maybe the subject of another vlog. The cultural uh, bifurcation, the cultural 
um, uh, uh, drift is so gargantuan in this country, not just the landmass, which is huge, but just like the ideas, people in the east are not like people in the middle, people in the middle are not like people in the west, people on the west are not like people in the north. Well, probably the people in the north are similar, more similar, that is, to the people in the west than they are in the people in the center. And by the center, of course, I mean Ontario and Quebec, don't belong together. None of these things to belong together. And while they remain together, they're able to clamp down hard on your freedoms, your liberties, your ability to move, to shimmy, shake, boogaloo, up, down, go where you want to go, travel, do whatever you want to do, hug whoever you want to hug, eat whatever you want to eat, sip whatever you want to sip. They are determining when you can ja and boo and when you can do all these various things. You need to look at that. And coming full circle now, it is not loving kindness in the endurance. You have to ask the question why these policies are being adhered to, why they promulgate even harsher measures, why do they persist and double down in the sort of the gambling parlance? Why do they double down on the procedures, turn up the dial, ratchet up the screws, make it even tighter? Why do they want to coax out the the the, the resentment and the hatred of the, of the society, those that they rule? You have to ask the question. Not an example of practicing loving kindness within the endurance a a big fail hashtag big fail to the canadian government rather than waggling your finger at us doug ford get on a treadmill or a rowing machine or a stairmaster get out that rope lose those man tits and shake off that la panza and get back to being svelte you got to carry all of that extra schmaltz and that weight it's going to be bad for your heart and then bad things are going to happen you don't want that to happen to you, right? We already had one of those stories with one Ford already. Keep it real. Keep it honest. And always embrace the truth. Don't forget to rub that little, that little lamp, right? Because the genie can sometimes help you. Thanks again, my friends, for being here. And I appreciate your time. Like I said, if you missed any of the previous episodes of Fast Thoughts, you can always go back in the archive. Just go to thecenterofthenownuniverse.com. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee... Again, go to thecenteroftheuniverse.com. It's all the links are right there. I'd really appreciate that. Buymeacoffee.com slash Adam Daniel Mazet. Just, you know, if you're in, in the mood, I'd like to have a coffee before I get into these particular little, um, as Lionel Nation would say, these little gems of explication. Thank you again for being here. Fast thoughts. Fast thoughts. Fast thoughts.